0: <laughs> sorry i think my camera's crooked oh dear it's one of those days woken up i'm doing good it's a good day but uh i was uh just caught opening uh trying to sort out where what scripture references i had etc and i'm just trying to make sure that i'm watching for um pastor martin in kenya see if he can if we sort out his joining we've not been able to join today on world glorious network tv but welcome to gospel pursuits broadcast uh we are usually a little bit more organized than this but it's all good um we are in a a a great little um what's it called series uh we started last week it's called unlimited and we started uh last tuesday so we've had four or five sessions already on it um we had the first one was an unlimited potential. The second was unlimited capacity, unlimited supply, unlimited victory. Yesterday was unlimited growth, and today's um, title is unlimited possibilities. Um, I love being a Christian, and um, I love being somebody who um, is able to. What you what you like. Um Step into and press into the things of God. I love having that option for us. Um, There's a scripture verse in, Holy Ghost always gives me a different scripture verse when I start preaching than, than the ones I've got down. So we just have to flow with him. And it's a good indication that you're following him. If I can find it. Wrong. That's a completely wrong book. And it, it's this is actually a scripture verse that's been kind of rolling around for a good year now. I think in in everything that I've done, um, and it's it's quite interesting. Um, First Corinthians chapter two, verse four says. Um, that my speech and my preaching was not enticing with words of man's wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Spirit and of power. I love that. But what I really love is verse 9 onwards. And verse 9 is obviously a well-quoted, or has been over the years, well-quoted, to kind of give this idea that, um, that we can't get anything from God. Or we don't know what's going to happen, and there's this uh, revolving idea in, in the church in church life that we can pray a prayer, we have no idea what the answer is going to be, and we possibly may never know. God may answer some of his his promises are yes, maybe, and no. That's what people would kind of think. There's a traffic like system. Sometimes God says red. Some said, sometimes God says green. Some times God says, maybe, wait, da 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 da, da. And the, the reality is, is if you line your prayer life up and you line your thinking up with the word of God, you cannot pray amiss. You pray according to his will and he hears you and he answers you. So if you pray a prayer that's outside of his will, he won't even hear it. So God's not saying no to it. He's not listening. Because you're generally not going to be praying according to his word. So if you pray according to his word, you know, you have an assurance that when you pray, he hears you. And when he hears you, let's just read that scripture verse because I'm going off on this um, this tangent. And if I don't get it, uh, so people understand that it's actually in the Bible. 1 John chapter 5, verse 14. And this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have desired of him. So you are able to petition God with a certain kind of prayer, a certain kind of request. And that certain kind of request is anything according to his will. Now, what's his will? Well, his will is the word of God. God's will is expressly... Um, been revealed through Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ is the mer- the word made flesh so when you go to the Bible and the word of God the word of God is the eternal seed it's the eternal thing the word the sower sows the word Jesus said and when you put that word in your heart and you speak it out of your mouth and you release faith behind it and you pray in the name of Jesus to the father as Jesus taught us we're not pray, praying to a saint. We're not praying to anything else. We're praying to the Father in the name of Jesus. You see, we don't have Jesus beside us so that we can just walk up to him and shake his hand and say, How are you doing, uh, Jesus? Can you pay our taxes this month? Which is what the disciples did several times. You know, we're, we're struggling, God. What do we do? Well, He, you know, what do you have? And you had a one-to-one conversation with the physical person of Jesus. But we don't do that anymore because we have Christ living inside us, the hope of glory, the absolute expectancy of the revealed will of God in our life. We have that hope, that expectancy on the inside of us by His Holy Spirit. We approach the Father boldly through the throne room of grace. We walk straight through the gates. We walk straight through the things. And we are talking to the Father as if we were Jesus Himself because we are coming in the name of Jesus. We are participating. Pleading our case based on the word of God. Let's look at this scripture verse. Let me just grab this little book. I've been reading this book. I like reading the little Brother Hagen books. Um, small ones. And it says in Isaiah 43, verse 25 to 26. I am he that blots out thy transgressions for mine own sake. For his sake, he has wiped out your sins. So he doesn't look at you based on your sins. He can't lo- If he looked at you based on what you did wrong, He'd have to wipe you out. He had to have Jesus Christ come and wash this world clean by the blood of Jesus. That's how he deals with the uh, world. He deals with the blood of Jesus. Now, until the church is removed and raptured and out of the way, we are here as an occupying force pleading the case of of mankind and humanity before the Father based on the blood of Jesus that Jesus Christ himself shed and put into the, the holiest of holies in heaven. And he, I will not remember your sins. He, you know, why do you call to Father God praying your sins? He doesn't remember them. He's going, what, what are you talking about? I haven't got a clue what you're on about. That's what he's saying. And he says this, put me in remembrance. Let us plead together, declare you or set forth your cause that you may be justified. There's a, a place of petition the Father. See, the title of this is Unlimited po- Unlimited Possibilities. Uh, the, the The scripture verse comes to mind that says, all things are possible to him that believe, or all things are possible with God. So if you're with God and you're believing, there is a possibility that you can achieve everything that you've ever asked for. I don't think we dream big enough dreams I don't think we imagine enough, big enough things. If we're talking about a limited potential so that the seed inside of you can grow to whatever side you allow it to. You talk about unlimited capacity, allowing and increasing the width of allowing what God can flow through you. So your potential is realized in the biggest possible way. You're talking about unlimited supply, your faith hooking up to God's grace, his divine favor, not undeserved favor. That if, you, if you're not careful, you'll just say, well, I can do whatever and I'm just going to get it. No, that's not, that's not what we're talking. We're talking about a faith that hooks up to divine favor. Your faith, you must believe in that. And if you operate in sin, if you operate in an unholy lifestyle, your consciousness will be meditating on those things and you will not be able to release your faith to hook up to God's favor, his ability to bless you. No matter what you've done, you see, mercy is what comes when you've sinned, but grace is is what comes when you operate by faith. When you operate by faith, you tap into His grace. You don't operate by the law. You're not trying to get something from God. You're just believing that He said it, so therefore I have it. Therefore I'm taking a hold of it, and I'm walking on. I'm going to walk in love. I'm going to walk in victory. I'm going to go step by step and lift up the name of Jesus. God does what he says he will do in his word and that's why we can come anything according to His will He hears us. You see that flies in the seat of the pants of what we were talking about before in second Cori- uh, first Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9 it says, "I has not seen nor ear heard neither has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. And you see, if you camp on that scripture verse, all have fallen, sh- all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. If you camp on those things, if you camp at the foot of the cross and don't go through the resurrection, don't go into the baptism of the go- Holy Ghost, don't go into the deeper things of God, you're going to cut yourself short from ever achieving anything beyond the realm of possibility in your own natural strength. There's the uh, other scripture verse. In Ephesians that we talked yesterday, Ephesians 3, the prayer that Paul prays. I pray from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with un- inner strength through his spirit. So you, there's an unlimited place of resources in God's spirit. And when, when you talk about in his spirit, the, the what, empower you with the inner strength through his spirit. But then you flip over to 1 Corinthians, he says, um, you can't. You you don't know the things that God's prepared for you. So how can he empower you with with inner strength through his spirit from the unlimited resources that live on the inside of you if you are not able to grab a hold of the things he has prepared for you? Because this is what the great thing about verse ten in First Corinthians chapter two says. It says, But I love the buts in the Bible. <laughs> you can you can go into the word. And you can see something and you think, oh, that doesn't help me. But then there's a but. Because Paul often shows the negative. Well, we often do it as ministers, don't we? We, we preach the negative to kind of get you to understand the positive. Because our minds are so ingrained in the negative. But God has revealed them what's them what what has he revealed but you could take that word them out in the King James it says but God has revealed unto us by his spirit for the spirit searches all things yes the deep things of God so he's revealing stuff by the spirit by his spirit in us and 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 y- y- you kind of sit there well well his spirit well his spirit of course his spirit knows everything. For what man knows the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him. Even so, the things of God knows no man but the spirit of God. And this is what I love. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us by God or of God. Freely given to us. Freely given to us there is a place of unlimited resources and possibilities on the inside of you and they've been freely given to us he's given us great and precious promises he's given us every spiritual blessing the things of God stretch far and wide I mean you keep going that Ephesians prayers how deep is his love for us the width the height the depth the length of his love his love for you and I, we are—we have overwhelming victory through Christ who what, loved us. His love for us gives us the opportunity to stretch beyond the realm of possibility. We can believe things. That, yes, all things are possible to them to believe. And people will often say, all things are possible to them to believe. But can you believe for all things? Well, you can believe for all the things that have been revealed to you on the inside of you by the Spirit of God. The things that as God has prepared for you. You can believe God for them. I can see things by my, by my spirit that I can't see with my natural mind because the natural mind will focus on the circumstances, but the realm of the spirit is unlimited. It's the horizon never ends. There's something that, that just explodes on the inside of you. And then you can see into precise clarity what God has for you. Now, will he reveal everything to you that you need to do? No, of course not. Because some things are too big for you to be revealed right now. There's some things that he can't reveal to you right. Now, there are, I know ministers. Uh, I'm thinking of one in particular who has just been given a a 5.2 million dollar building. He, wa- he was going to buy it and j- didn't negotiate, and then he ended up getting it gifted to him. That was beyond the realm of possibility for him. He didn't know a year ago that that was going to have God told him he to start a church a year ago, and a year later he suddenly had everything provided for him beyond all that he e- expects. See, he thought that he had bought another building and that was going to be the church auditorium. And I think he's doing that up now. But God gifted him this one because that one wasn't ready for the church. And now he has a a studio and all this kind of difference of God's just uh, the testimony is incredible. It's almost beyond credibility. But you see, God does so much beyond the natural. That spiritual credibility far out surpasses the things of the of the natural. Natural credibility is nothing to God. He's got something on the inside of you that creates the ability for you to go beyond. And what does it say in this, la- in this verse here? Now unto all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. There's a realm of possibility that's outside your realm of thinking. There's a realm of possibility that as you go out, like I love um, uh, the Hobbit, Bilbo Baggins going out the front door. I can't remember the exact quote, but it, it goes something like, "I uh, I don't know the he he just this little little guy, this little Hobbit, small in stature, going off on an adventure that he never knew was." possible never thought that he could dream he was going to see dragons He was going to see trolls and uh, 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 elves and dwarves something he never met before it was just beyond his scope because his mentality was in a little village but somehow something on the inside of him propelled him I know we're talking about fiction I, but he grabbed a hold of something and he became what they, they called him the burglar because he was able to go in where other people couldn't. He was needed to do something that other people couldn't do. You are needed to do something in the realm of the spirit that other people can't do. Now, if you refuse to do it, God will find someone to do it because this end time move has got to be accomplished. There is something on the of the horizon of the things of God that is so majestic. It's the time, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's a minute. Jesus is coming back. I'm going to not stop talking about Jesus coming back soon. But is it in, in the next six months? Is it in the next couple of years? I don't know. I don't think so. I personally think we've got a little bit of time, a sliver of time, and two years is, is not much. I, I mean, you just think back when COVID started in a couple of years back. How fast time has gone. We're now talking about stuff that happened a year ago, but it almost feels like that was like two minutes ago. In politics, things just fly. And I'm believing God for a complete shift in the um, atmosphere and the environment of certain things in in this country, in the UK. That revelation will come. That the, the hidden things will be revealed that need to be revealed, but the, the lies and, and, and everything that needs to be sh- shut down and changed will happen so that freedom can ha- come back to the to this world, but that might never happen there there is a a move of globalization we know these things because we know what the bible says revelation is very clear that there will be a one world system there will be a one world army there will be an antichrist person who rules over all that and everyone will be required to have his mark his 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 injection or his 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 chip <coughs> excuse me everyone will be required to do that now thank god the church won't be there but the reality is that's coming. So me and you have to step into these realms of possibility where there is unlimited resources and unlimited supply. You might not see it. See, someone uh, always said this. What's the, uh, I think someone asked, uh, I can't remember. They were talking about a guy called Lester Summerall. He's passed away a few years ago now. But they were saying, what, what's the difference with him? You see, the difference with Lester Summerall is he didn't just preach faith. He lived it. God told him to go buy a TV station. He signed the dotted line that we had no money in the bank. That's faith. Like doing something that God's told you to do. Getting on and doing it, even though you do not see the resources, you do not see the ability, you do not see anything that you, you think that should be there in order for you to do anyth- achieve anything. God is a mighty God. But he has to work through people. He has to work through you and I. He has to put, uh, uh, get excited about the things that you have on the inside of you. He has to implant you with the word. And it's your responsibility to get it in there. He's done the supernatural bit. We need to do the natural bit. We need to do the talking, the thinking, the meditating, the stepping out. Hallelujah. I'm being sensitive right now in the Holy Ghost because I feel like God wants me to do something and I'm waiting to hear what my next step is. I feel like God's saying there's some things coming up on the horizon that I need to step out into. I don't want to be someone that just preaches this. I want to live this. I'm going to live this, and st- even if it's a small step that might seem huge to me, it might be small to somebody else, God will require it of me. Com- complete submission to his authority. We heard a great message uh, at Faith Life Center Preston on Sunday by Pastor Chris Twin, and he was talking about the yes of us. Isaiah chapter 6. You see, you, we want the unlimited possibilities. We want what God's got for us. But there's uh, something that happened, Isaiah, in his call. And his, 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 the title is in my Bible says, Isaiah's Cleansing and Call. So he says, in the, it was in the year King Uzziah died that I saw the Lord. He was sitting on a lofty throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. We've heard songs about that. Attending him were mighty seraphim each... Having six wings, with two wings, they covered their faces. With two, they covered their feet. And with two, they flew. They were calling out to each other, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is filled with his glory. How awesome would that be to witness it? It would be a, an amazing place. And th- it says here in verse 4, Their voices shook the temple to its foundations, and the entire building was filled with smoke. And Isaiah's response: He wasn't a Christian. He was unbeliever. He was an unbeliever. No, sorry, he was a believer, but he wasn't born again. Sorry, that's what I meant. He says, "It's all over. I'm doomed, for I'm a sinful man." Pretty much the response of most people if they were faced with angels, and the glory of God. It's all over. I'm doomed for I'm a sinful man. I have filthy lips. I live among a people with filthy lips. Yet I have seen the king, the Lord of heaven's armies. And one of the seraphim flew to me with a burning coal taken from the altar uh, with a pair of tongs. He touched my lips with it and said, see, this coal has touched your lips. Now your guilt is removed and your sins are forgiven. Hallelujah. That's where you are. If you're born again, your guilt is removed and your sins forgiven. Then I heard the Lord asking, Whom should I send as a messenger to my people who will go for us? And Isaiah responded very quickly. From one minute he was saying, I'm sinful. It's all all over. I'm doomed. So that's where most Christians sit. They sit in a place where they see what they do, or they see who they've become, or they've seen what they've done, and they just are uh, in a the misery. They're in position of, I am doomed. But Isaiah Had his sin removed, his guilt removed, and he responded, Here I am, I send me. That is our response. The unlimited possibilities of God come from a place of complete submission to his word, complete submission to his spirit, complete submission to the things that are placed on the inside of you that he has prepared for you. That when he starts revealing things to you, you step out in faith because not because you just want to just flow caution to the wind and, and, and maybe fall over and fail. You, you step out in faith because he's told you to do something. Your obedience to what he's told you to do is the very act of faith you need to see the situations and circumstances turned around in your life. Right now, you are facing difficulties and circumstances, things that are beyond your control. And I'm, c- I'm here to say to you, you stand up and say, here am I, send me God. And I can guarantee you, if you do that with faith in your heart and faith on your lips, you will see some things open up that just explode the realm of possibilities around you. Opportunities, things you can do for a work- job, things you could do for connections in ministry things you could pray for all these things are locked on the inside of you when you submit to his word and say god here am i there is something that opens up the spiritual growth the potential the capacity the supply just starts to creep through jesus said he was anointed to preach the good news to heal the brokenhearted to restore the captive to release the captive to restore the broken hide to release the captive if you feel captive there's an anointing to break free. Every chain, every burden, and Jesus said, He look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, casting aside the sin that so easily holds us back, throwing down the chains that weigh us. In Hebrews chapter 12, 1 to 3. See, Jesus has given us something in salvation that very few of us have tapped into. Hallelujah. God is a good God. He loves you. If you don't know that freedom, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where God is, there is freedom. Two or three gathered together, there's an agreement, there's freedom. There's a release. There's a, a burden removing, yoke destroying power. Hallelujah. God is good. There's unlimited possibilities for you to step into. Unlimited different ways that you can go in. Life is filled with possibilities. Life is filled with God opportunities. Life is filled with the foundation of the word of God as you step your foot on it. In his presence is fullness of joy. In his presence there is life. Hallelujah. Well, my time is virtually up today. I'm believing for you. I'm agreeing with you that joy fills your heart, that faith stays on your lips. And as you go forward today, that today opens up before you and you see on the inside of you God's preparedness for your life and his ability to allow you to step into possibilities that you never dreamed of. Hallelujah. Have a great day today. We'll be back tomorrow um we have another part of this unlimited i'm not convinced i know the title because i thought i had a different title for today and it changed so i'm not gonna tell you what the title is but um it's a great day to be alive have a great day today enjoy your whatever you're doing work play fun have a great day see you soon bye-bye now I'm